Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Gratitude to everybody for listening and additional heaps of gratitude to everybody who donates to the Patreon account. You keep the show going with your donations. As I keep the expenses paid, the more content I can create. You can donate at www.patreon.com leader1. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can send one through PayPal at morganrector331 at hotmail.com. Remember, there is no minimum donation, no maximum donation. If $1 a month is all you feel like you can manage, especially in these difficult times, it's still appreciated. Thank you for everything and enjoy the show. Welcome to Human Monsters and the fifth edition of The Long Shadow, the perversion version, plus an update on the Turpin family. Case number one, Rayon Beg really fouled up. A care worker named Halima recorded her husband on a video having sex with chickens in the basement of their home. Rayon Beg raped the chickens, which were kept as family pets. The videos were saved under the file name Family Videos. A GoPro camera was installed in their cellar to capture both of them, engaging in what was dubbed by authorities as, quote, depraved and perverted acts. Rayon would alternate between defiling the chickens and having sex with his wife. The rape was too much for the chickens, and they perished. Rayon was sentenced to three years by a judge. Halim confessed to aiding and abetting her husband's bestiality, but she was not sentenced to time served because of evidence that she was abused by Rayon. The chicken porn was discovered during a raid on their home on July 9, 2019. The National Crime Agency was acting on intelligence they received that Begg's computer contained images of child pornography. The images were found in two computer towers, a laptop, and a cell phone. They also found footage of Begg and his wife having sex with a dog, which did not belong to them. Halim said that their sexual activities with chickens happened on several occasions. In the video, Rayhan engaged in zoophilic necrophilia. 
he had sex with a dead chicken. Rayon Begg's attorney's name was Simon Hustler. Weighing in on the aftermath of the arrest, Hustler said, Sometimes the exposure of the crime is substantial punishment in itself, and these offenses have attracted such derision, loathing, and ridicule that this might just be one of those rare cases. When he entered his pleas, his life as he knew it came to an end. The case has attracted attention that is rare, even in the digital age, and he now rarely leaves the house, even sending out for cigarettes if he needs them. Hustler said the case brought considerable shame on Bag's family. It was notorious in locations as far away as Pakistan, Germany, and Spain. The family received threats and attacks from the public, especially in the form of vandalism on their home. John Bottomley was Halima's legal representative. He said she was a woman of good character who started in her career as a cleaner in a care home and eventually became a senior care assistant working long hours. She appeared in court via a video link from a women's shelter. Bottomley said she left the marital home, she would say, because of domestic abuse. The nature of that abuse being her husband screaming at and assaulting her. She reported that she had been a victim of Rayhan's depravity after he set up a secret camera in an iPhone box in their bedroom. Bottomley said she will suffer shame and humiliation for the rest of her life. Rayon Begg admitted to two counts of performing, to quote the judge, an act of penetration with your penis on the cloaca of a living animal, namely a brown chicken. He pleaded guilty to the same charge on, quote, several brown and white chickens, unquote. He confessed to possessing extreme pornographic images that were, quote, grossly offensive, disgusting, or otherwise of an obscene nature. They depicted in an explicit and realistic way someone having intercourse with an unknown animal, a dog, and several chickens. He pleaded guilty to three counts of taking indecent photos of children, some as young as six years old. Halima pleaded guilty to three charges of aiding and abetting, specifically for shooting footage of her husband having sex with chickens. The judge was outraged and disgusted by Rayon's actions. He said, The videos you made would make any right-thinking member of society sick to their stomach and involved unspeakable acts of cruelty to animals you abused for your own depraved sexual gratification. The pain and suffering you must have inflicted on these animals must have been horrific, and all these chickens died as a result. These home videos were created for your own sexual gratification and kept so that you could go back and watch them, again, for sexual gratification. They are beyond comprehension. Bag will be placed on the sex offender's registry for life after being paroled. He is also banned from owning pets. Elaborating on this decision, the judge said, You are not fit to bring up or look after an animal after what you have done. The judge didn't have any sympathy for Halima, domestic violence victim or not. He said, 
You gave the appearance of having enjoyed some of the sexual acts with the chickens and dog. You aided and abetted him in these acts, although in truth he doesn't appear to have needed much encouragement to indulge his depraved sexual practices. Case number two. There are no safe spaces for pedophiles, especially not jail. Michael George Corey Jr. is a pedophile. He has not only offended, but the sexual abuse was accompanied by vicious physical abuse. In case you were wondering if karma came knocking on his prison cell door, you would likely be happy to hear that three inmates assaulted him a total 15 times in one minute after learning about his trial on the news. The attack was captured on video. After it was over, he was returned to his protective custody unit. 36-year-old Corey had been in prison for three and a half years. He was arrested in February 2018. He was slapped with 45 charges of the sexual abuse of a boy and two girls, ages 8, 10, and 11, respectively. The children's names have not been publicized. Corey was held on a $675,000 bond. Prior to his 2018 arrest, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison for three counts of child abuse. These charges involved the same children. In the first incident, he forced the children to bend over. He hit each child with a paddle 90 times. His foster parents witnessed the incident and did not intervene on the children's behalf. They received charges, but they were later dropped. According to an affidavit germane to the latter case, he forced the children to perform sex acts on one another. They complied because he threatened to beat them savagely if they did not. All three of the children, who were siblings, confirmed that not only did they receive beatings for failing to obey his sexual directives, but the beatings would be comparably more severe. A counselor who spoke with one of the girls said she was abused in this fashion two or three times a week over a period of three years. All the victims demonstrated symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. The same girl said she had been physically and sexually assaulted at least 20 times. She said she witnessed her brother being sexually abused many times as well. The boy reported to the same counselor that Corey struck him in the head as part of several incidents of brutal physical abuse. He was too uncomfortable about divulging details about the sexual abuse to do so. Police noted they seized a laptop on which Corey was watching pornography while abusing the children. The abuse was brought to the attention of legal authorities after staff of the eight-year-old's school reported it. The complete list of Michael George Corey Jr.'s charges. 45 counts of aggravated sexual assault on a child. 12 counts of employing, inducing, or authorizing a child to engage in sexual performance. 10 counts of indecency with a child by sexual contact. 5 counts of indecency with a child by exposure. 3 counts of continuous sexual abuse of a child under 14. Case number three, if every dog has its day, let's hope they don't spend it with Fidel Lopez. Portland, Oregon, 2019. 
52-year-old Fidel Lopez confessed to police that he raped his fiancé's dog. He was sentenced to three years of probation and 60 days in jail. It was the maximum penalty available for such an offense in the Oregon Criminal Code. Judge Angel Lopez, no relation to the defendant, dispatched Fidel with, If it could have been more, I gladly would have given you more time. This was after Fidel pleaded guilty to two felonies. First-degree aggravated animal abuse, sexual assault of an animal. Fidel confessed that he raped the dog to gratify himself sexually. He had nothing to say for himself in the presence of the judge aside from okay when he received his sentence. The incident for which Fidel Lopez was charged was brought to the attention of police after his fiancée reported that she found her dog of diminutive stature whining and hiding underneath her couch on November 18, 2018. Realizing something traumatic had happened to the dog, whose name was Estella, she pulled the couch back to have a closer look. The dog's anus was mutilated and bleeding. She took Estella to an animal hospital for emergency care. Estella experienced such extensive internal injuries, there was nothing the staff could do but to euthanize her as the only means to alleviate her suffering. His fiancée requested that the tools of a rape kit be used when examining Estella. Her reason for this was that she recalled Fidel expressing an interest in bestiality. He tried to groom Estella by exposing his penis to her. He once bragged about watching someone else rape a dog. He asked her if she ever considered getting a larger dog. DNA evidence confirmed that Fidel Lopez raped Estella. Fidel told police the story from his point of view. He said he had sex with Estella while lying in bed with her. He was frustrated that her owner didn't return home the night before and wasn't answering his phone calls. He told police the dog seemed fine after the rape. He also mentioned that he committed the offense while intoxicated by alcohol. According to court records, he has a sixth grade education and worked at a pancake house. Case number four, never enroll your children in an unlicensed daycare. Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. 36-year-old Robert Dale Prince didn't work in the home daycare where he committed sexual offenses against children, which was unlicensed. In September 2021, police began investigating allegations of child sexual abuse at the house that reportedly occurred between July and August. There were two victims. Their identities were not publicized. Prince was charged in October of 2021. In January 2022, the Winnipeg Police Internet Child Exploitation Unit were notified that Prince posted images on a social media site that were considered to be indicative of the sexual exploitation of minors. The posting was entered in April 2021. Both children were under 10 years old and both attended the daycare. Prince was the prime suspect and police seized his electronic devices. Over 150 images and videos depicting child sexual abuse were found on the devices. In all materials, both children were depicted as sexually assaultive events were in progress. 
Prince was arrested again when it was confirmed he offended against a second child. Taking the long view of these crimes, Winnipeg Police Constable Danny McKinnon said, These are crimes of access and opportunity. The offenders in this type of situation, they don't hide behind the proverbial bushes. They are among us. They are in places, unfortunately, where some of our children may attend. Unlicensed daycares are not monitored by the provincial government of Manitoba. Constable McKinnon urges parents to request a background check on daycare service providers before enrolling their children. The complete list of Robert Dale Prince's charges. Two counts of sexual assault. Two counts of sexual interference. Two counts of making, printing, publishing, or possessing for publication any child pornography. Two counts of possession of child pornography. Importing, distributing, selling, or possessing for distribution or sale any child pornography. Accessing child pornography. Case number five. Don't believe everything you've heard about incest in the South. But make an exception this one time. The Notebook is one of the most popular date movies of all time. Many couples have watched it and enjoyed romance in their own right. Unfortunately, one of those couples were comprised of 20-year-old Christopher Buckner and 25-year-old Timothy Savoy of Jackson, Georgia. Christopher is an inaptly named woman, and Timothy is her brother. They confessed to seeing the notebook together, which isn't a crime, but they had sex with each other three times in a tractor-trailer parked outside a church immediately afterwards, which is very much a crime. Three times. Police who responded to the incident were told by Savoy that he was just walking her home. Eventually, the truth would not be denied, and they both admitted to the police that they just had sex three times after watching The Notebook. The siblings were taken into custody. They were charged with incest, aggravated sodomy, and prowling. Aggravated sodomy. Aggravated. Case number six. Garrick Landon Bloom a.k.a. Friend to No Child. Garrick Landon Bloom was arrested in Tallahassee, Florida, where he was charged with, get this, 865 counts of child rape. His activities were brought to the attention of authorities after he was found to be grooming a five-year-old boy who was sexually abused by Bloom for years. Groom was sentenced to 15,000 years in prison but he became eligible for parole after serving the minimum of his sentence. The complete list of Bloom's charges. 216 counts of child rape. 216 counts of deviant sexual intercourse with a child. 216 counts of aggravated indecent assault on a child. 216 counts of statutory sexual assault. One count of endangering the welfare of a child. He was sentenced to no less than 40 years in prison and more than 80 years after entering a guilty plea to all but five of the counts of first-degree felony child rape. His fellow inmates were in agreement with the community at large that Bloom should not be released. 
That is why he was found unresponsive in his cell months after he began serving his sentence. First responders and prison personnel attempted to save his life, but he was soon declared dead. The cause of death was determined to be strangulation by ligature. The executioner has not been identified. Had Bloom lived long enough to be released, he would have been designated a Tier 3 sex offender for life. Case number 7. Apparently there is no Tinder for necrophiliacs. 29-year-old Colby Martin of White Pigeon, Michigan, deliberately hit a woman with his car and moved her corpse to a more convenient location for some post-mortem romance. The crime was traced to Martin after his DNA was found on the body. He was charged with manslaughter and concealing a body. The victim was 64-year-old Melody Rohrer. She was last seen walking in Hamilton Township. Another damning piece of evidence was the search history in Colby Martin's web browser. He searched for pornography that involved either dead or unconscious women. This was after Melody Rohrer went missing. Both his and Rohrer's DNA was found in condoms discovered in his vehicle and in a garbage can adjacent to his home. Police monitored his movements by tracking Rohrer's cell phone, which was still in Colby's possession. He was detained at his girlfriend's apartment, where he had the nerve to pay her a visit after cheating on her with a corpse. Martin was denied bond and was remanded at the Van Buren County Jail. Van Buren County District Court Judge Michael McKay said, I think he represents the most extreme danger to the public. Chilling doesn't begin to describe it. Case number eight, I'll make you a star, he said. 24-year-old Demetrius Carl Davis has been arrested and charged for posing as a girl online to lure minors into making sexually explicit videos. He was taken into custody after being suspected of committing lewd and lascivious acts with a child under 14. Over 80 children were observed on Davis's phone and computer, being groomed and appearing in pornographic materials. His online alter ego was named Lizzie. Lizzie would befriend children, typically between the ages of 6 to 13. From there, he would persuade them to perform and record sexual acts with their siblings or friends. Sergeant Rod Grassman of the Sacramento Sheriff's Office said, Over the last several months, we have forensically analyzed all of those and have identified 80 different victims and an additional 15 to 20 internationally, which we have not identified yet. Warning parents, Grassman said, Every electronic device connected to the Internet is like an open window to the entire world. You have no idea who is talking to your child. Case number nine, an update on the plight of the Turpin children. You may remember that I produced an episode about the Turpin family called the Turpin House of Horrors. It concerned David and Louise Turpin, who neglected and abused their 13 children to the point of chaining them to their beds and refusing to let them bathe, among other forms of abuse and neglect. The children were liberated when Jordan Turpin escaped and alerted authorities to the situation. 
The Turpin minors who were placed with the foster system finally received medical treatment and other care that brought them to the level where they could live as normal, healthy children. Sadly, some of them have suffered abuse in the foster system. A foster family who took some of the Turpin children in have now been charged with abusing five of the Turpin siblings. The arrestees were 62-year-old Marcelino Ogan, 57-year-old Rosa, and their daughter, 36-year-old Lenis. They were arrested in November and released on bail. Marcelino received multiple charges of lewd acts visited upon a minor aged 14 or 15 and lewd acts on a minor younger than 14. He also faced charges of false imprisonment and willful child cruelty. Both spouses have also been charged with dissuading a witness. They entered guilty pleas. The Turpin siblings were placed with a couple in April 2018, just a few months after they were rescued from their parents' house. Details of the abuse include being pulled by the hair, being locked in their rooms. A five-year-old girl was given sleeping pills and then forced to stand as the old gans rang a bell, sprayed her with water and shouted at her, allegedly as revenge for keeping them from sleeping. The same child would sometimes be locked in her bedroom for nine hours a day. Two of the Turpin children reported being sexually abused. The siblings were forced to participate in a so-called circle confession talk. They were forced to disclose the details of the abuse for which they were not prepared. They were told by the Olgans that if they did not participate, the consequence would consist of being denied visitations with their older siblings. They demeaned one male sibling, isolated him in his bedroom, and didn't allow him to talk to his sisters. Many of these abusive incidents were very similar to what the children experienced in David and Louise's home. Riverside District Attorney Mike Hestron was a prosecutor in the Turpin case. Commenting on the abuse the siblings encountered in the Olgen household, he said, They're living in crime-ridden neighborhoods. There's money for their education. They can't access it. An investigation into the Turpin children's care was launched. To quote Riverside County Executive Officer Jeff Van Wagenen, the County of Riverside is committed to conducting a thorough and transparent review of the services provided to the Turpin siblings and to improve and strengthen the county's child welfare and dependent adult systems. Thank you for listening to Human Monsters and Ixnay on the Erversion Pay. Bye for now.